Welcome to Mad World with Meg and Maria. Just two girls figuring out this mad world we live in. Hello, welcome back to Mad World. My name's Maria. And I'm Meg. And we are joined by the lovely Maddie Steele. Hello, Maddie. Hello. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, you were telling us just briefly then how you're working in hospitality and it's like hell on earth. It is. It's just so busy at the moment. You'd think that everyone's on holiday, everyone'd be really happy to like, you know, go out for dinner. But it's almost like they're fed up with their kids and they're just out on you. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm like your babysitter, please go home. Oh no, I feel it completely. And it's like you're getting fifty percent off on food on Monday to Wednesday. Literally. You'd like, think you'd be happy. Exactly. I mean I don't want to go on another rant about it because I did it in <laughs> But people are so rude at the minute. Honestly, so rude. I just come away from it thinking, aren't you embarrassed about how rude you are? <laughs> like, I how can you actually live with yourself being that rude? Like, okay, exactly. One thing I've learned from working in hospitality, I did it for a year, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> one thing, and I'll never go back. I vowed never to go back. But the one thing I learned is that people are never happy. No. Even if you do whatever you can. Yeah, people are never happy. Although you do get some nice customers. Yeah. Like, but some customers are just angels. I just want to. We let them live. They're just adorable. Yeah. Some of them, are, like, they have this little, like, gold light around them. You're like, you can just sense that yeah. they're going to be lovely. And then you turn around and there's another one and they're like, I want to say something to you. I've got a bone to pick with you. And it's like, oh, right, You well. walk away with this list of things you'd love to say to them, but yeah. can't, you'd get fired. <laughs> my issue, my issue was I would say them to them. Oh god! <laughs> is that why you only worked there for a year? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this isn't for me. I'm going to get told off soon. So today's episode, we're actually going to go and talk about like sustainable fashion, um, the issues with fast fashion and stuff. Um, this is something that I kind of am really interested in, and I really need to incorporate in my life. Um, it was funny me the other day. Meg was messaging me. She's like, I'm going to buy things off. Um, Sheen? Is it Sheen or Sheen? No, it was Zalful. Yeah. Zal- it was Zalful, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and she was like, messaging me like, and I was like, maybe you should wait until after this episode. <laughs> I and know. Then- I, that's the thing, though. Like, the mentality of it for me was, I was like, <laughs> these T-shirts are so cheap. And it was the thing I only wanted <laughs> no, to buy T-shirts and stuff. And I thought I could go and get, or I could make a T-shirt even. Like, <laughs> I just, I just, to myself I was like oh that's easy it was this huge there's a few like really oversized t-shirts I wanted to wear with like cycling shorts and I was like that is yeah. fashion that I was like fashion. fashion and yeah. they were like six pounds something each and they were printed and I was like bargain and I told Maria about it and she was like see I'd rather spend more money and get better quality and I was like <laughs> <laughs> acting like I know what I'm talking about yeah and I was like all right love <laughs> yeah the hypocrite I am I think that week I did like a whole ASOS order because I'm this type of girl who, when I'm go like when I've got plans, I need uh, like a complete new outfit. See, that's yeah. the thing. I think that's the worst thing is because everyone's so scared to be seeing the same thing twice. Yeah. And that's something I've really tried myself to move away from. But it is hard because if you're meeting new people, you don't want them to just think you have like two outfits. Exactly. <laughs> but obviously, uh, that's just capitalism trying to feed you and make you like buy more things all the time and constantly feel like you need more things because that's how the whole system runs. Yeah. Um, to constantly make you think that you won't be happy until you've got that new dress or that new skirt or new whatever. Yeah, yeah no, that's exactly. so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, what was for you, like, the main pivotal moment that sort of made you think, 
like sustainable fashion I need to focus this and incorporate this I think I think it's a couple of things like when I've always been really like conscious of like my family always say you're so sure on what's right and what's wrong I've always like had quite high morals like of what I think is right and wrong which hasn't always helped me Um, (laughs) but I just didn't agree with it and I think the more you think about it and the more you think actually like this for example a t-shirt two pounds from Primark like mm. when you really think about who's made that t-shirt and how long that takes because like, I sew as well so I think once you start sewing yourself and you see how long it takes to make something like I recently made a dress and it took me like three solid days of my life to make this dress that wow. you could probably buy for like 20 quid off like Topshop or something but it took so much of my time and I just think if I'd been paid 20 quid for that you'd be I pissed would- off I'd be pissed off. You've got to think as well about the people who've designed it. You've got to think about where the fabrics have come from, where the raw materials have come from, any like shipping prices. Um, like it all adds up. And like, how much does the actual garment work actually get paid at the end of it? So I think um, that was one of the main things. And then also Stacey Dooley's documentary, Fashion's Dirty Secrets. Was, love Stacey. Oh, love her. I absolutely love her. That was massive as well because it just really opened my eyes to the things that are so real out there. Yeah, And I think just the more you look into it, everything is actually, there's like slavery all through every system. And oh, it's just, there's, oh, a, there's a dark side to everything, isn't there? Yeah. Do you remember Do you remember when Stacey Dilley started off, like years ago, and she actually wasn't a journalist at first. She went on a BBC documentary called Blood, Sweat and T-Shirts. Do you remember that? Say. Yeah, so it, it was quite, it was probably like 10 years ago now, maybe really? less. But um, she went on and they had like Western, um, British children or British teenagers and they yeah. went on and they got to see like um the dark side of like where all their clothes were coming from it was kind of like a humbling sort of thing like I think some of them were a little bit stuck up or a little bit like yeah. um clueless so they sent them off to different um countries to see like how their fashion was made and I think that's how Stacey Dilly got into journalism oh, don't quote wow. me on that but I'm pretty sure that's how it happened <laughs> you sound because like I you know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might time yeah we'll just take it like damn Meg's right I believe that yeah, yeah I, I believe you okay you good <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where she started yeah I with it is like it's that thing that you know we all know it's an issue and we're all like oh fast fashion like oh my god not gonna support boohoo whatever but when it really comes down to it, people are still going to shop in Boohoo. They're still yeah. going to go to Topshop. I know, it's That's so hard. Nobody really agrees with it. Like if you have a conversation with anyone, they, they know it's bad, but they mm. still do it. And I think that's what I kind of want to get to the bottom of is why why it's still such a thing that you do, because I still do it. I mm. call it a shop sedent. When, like, <laughs> when I'm stressed and tired and I'll like go on Topshop and I like I love what they have or like, I'll go on yeah. Zara. Love the clothes that they do, but I hate that there's mm. like slavery behind it. There's just all this disruption behind it but then you're tired and you just you just want that little fix of some new clothes and then you end up buying what's in your basket and then afterwards I'm like why did I do that like I don't agree with this it's almost like um, a purge isn't it yeah yeah I think like I feel like clothing for me personally like makes me feel good about myself like if I have a good outfit yeah um, it it changes my mood exactly I feel like a badass bitch Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I've got that yeah. new top, this new, do you know what I mean? And I just feel good. And I think yeah. a lot of my confidence and self-esteem comes from what I wear. So Same I think, me. Yeah, I think finding alternatives and new routes to yeah. sort of getting that sort of feeling is great. For like Exactly. I think that's the thing. It's all about balance. So 
especially our kind of age group, we do not have the money to be buying from like all these amazing sustainable brands all the time because we can't afford to do that. But yeah. it's looking at alternatives like charity shops, like Depop for me is like my favorite yeah. thing. Because I'll go on there, I'll type in like, I don't know, Zara trousers. And I recently bought like two pairs of Zara trousers, £10 each, secondhand. Oh my God, and it's yeah. like, you're still getting the nice styles, but you're not like buying more clothes. You're just kind of, you're obviously being way more sustainable. Yeah, it's more of a secondary item, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's really there. So it's kind of like reusable plastic in a way. It's like, it was there, yeah. so you can't really use it. Like, yeah, yeah, I got like, sorry, I got lo- loads of like my Air Forces from um, Depop. Yeah, and they're like amazing quality, and it's like they're like half the price. So yeah. it's like it's insane, and literally no one knows it's secondhand. That's the thing. No, no one would look at you and be like, "You've got secondhand." Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. Nobody would know when you when you're wearing something if you've bought it or someone else. So it's just more about trying to be more circular. So rather than like things going from the cellar to the, your wardrobe to the bin. They mm-hmm. just keep going around, like trying to give clothes as many lives as they can. But that's the issue with cheaper clothes is because they don't actually last more than one year. Yeah, they're made cheaply, aren't they're they? They're made like? so cheap. Like I bought a dress maybe like a couple of years ago for like, I don't remember what it was for, but it literally lasted three washes and then it was see-through. Oh, oh really? So yeah, and that was in PLT. So I just like, I'm never buying from PLT. Oh, that's one place I don't buy from is PLT. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so cheap. And they yeah. make it look like it's this really glamorous brand. And so then you're like, oh, I'll try that out. And yeah. even when people are like YouTubers and stuff, like British YouTubers post like clips oh, of them like in their in their clothes and stuff. And I think, I know that's going to feel really cheap. Yeah. yeah. And this is why I think like I, I do shop at Topshop quite a lot. Um, and I think it's because they feel, the clothing feels more better quality. But again, yeah. there's still the whole issue um and I feel like with Depop as well there's an issue like I don't know if you remember but I would did my dissertation on Depop and I messaged you about Classic. it yeah, yeah I do remember that I know because I thought it was like all bougie to do it on Depop and stuff that's, um, that's a really good idea though like <laughs> but like even when idea. I was like sort of researching it you kind of realize that people buy things like on you know ASOS um the outlet or Topshop sales and then they sell them for more on Depop oh my goodness that annoys me so much that's kind of like minor illegal isn't it yeah I feel like I feel like yeah like you know you know the brand Brandy Melville have you ever shopped yeah. there yeah it's really nice American isn't that that brand yeah but they do like these really nice jeans I just love the style of the jeans that all contrast stitch like quite like carpenter vibes I just love them so I always look on Depop for them but people will sell them for like double the price on Depop as if they're like these rare like and I'm like hunt no yeah. <laughs> I could buy You're that online me for 35 pounds I'm not gonna spend yeah. 60 just because you've got it in your wardrobe like yeah I mean I shouldn't say that because it's probably a better alternative but yeah <laughs> it's, no, just, but it's, it's just it's yeah, yeah, no, that's that's insane. Um, so like going into it, right? The sort of like obviously we do hear about the environmental issues, but I don't think yeah. like it's not something that I think oh, I'm not going to buy that because of the environment, which is so bad. But like to sum up the sort of effects on the environment and the social issues, like what are the main sort of problems? So I would say like water use is a huge one. Um, so. Yeah. Like, for for example, for, like, a single cotton T-shirt, it uses 2,700 litres of water to make. So that was WWF that said that. And that's so in the world, there's currently 78 million people who don't have access to clean water. So when mm-hmm. you think about that, how much water someone would need a day to survive, 
and yeah. then how much we're putting into a cotton t-shirt just so we can have like I don't know 10 different tops in our wardrobes and that, that that those kind of facts really get me because I'm like yeah I'm buying a new top but that top actually means a lot more there's a lot of like dirty secrets within that it yeah. almost feels like it almost feels like it's like someone just making up facts because it's just so barbaric isn't it, it? And, yeah it doesn't seem genuine and they're like surely not but I actually yeah. I saw a TikTok recently as well of a man like it was like a one take TikTok thing where he's walking around and he's like telling you all these facts about making like a t-shirt like mm. you mentioned and then being like why would you do that when you've got t-shirts yeah. and it's like and you watch it you think yeah I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to do it it's just this like mentality of yeah and it's how like, why I do you up. do it I always try and think yeah. to myself, like why am I actually still buying into this yeah and I think that that's the thing it's just really tricky to kind of come to terms with and like why you still do it the effects it has on you as like a a viewer or like a listener who's knowing these facts it's just it almost feels like it's so like transient it's just it comes and goes and I'm the same with like veganism and stuff and the environmental effects of mass production of meat and you know that sort of stuff and I and I want to do better Mm. but living with parents who eat me I'm like well, they're yeah. having bolognese, so I'll have bolognese. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kind of, you kind of give yourself an excuse in a way, which isn't yeah. right. But, oh my god, it is. It's like a battle with I yourself, isn't it? Because we're so detached from it, that's why it's so exactly. easy to turn a blind eye. Yeah. Because a lot of what everyone's kind of trying to do in the sustainability industry is to make brands more transparent. So when you buy a t-shirt you're not told how much the garment workers paid you're not told where the cotton comes from unless it's one of the more sustainable brands who's actually doing that kind of thing but for example if I was to go on Topshop and buy a t-shirt there'd be no information on there about where the cotton came from how much the farmers were paid um, and every single step of the supply chain I think that's really important because for example say if you bought a t-shirt and it had a list of the people or the company that made um, the cotton and then you could go on a website and have a look at who works there and like the average pay, things like that. It would make you really think about what you wore more. Yeah. yeah. So if everything had a label or even like a QR code in a shop and then you'd go on an app. That was a powerful, <laughs> powerful one there. Yeah, it'd be so good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I could imagine that actually being a thing because people are so, as much as people struggle to actually change their lifestyles, there are so many people who are interested in it and learning. Yeah. But it yeah. also gives the choice, doesn't it? Like, yeah. like say that QR code is there, um, then yeah, that choice is there for it to be made and for you to find that information. Yeah. I'm literally blown away by that. Like honestly, I'm sorry, but that was such a good idea. I love how much we're all figuring each other up. <laughs> well done, <laughs> so good. We need to do that. Let's do that together. Organic. <laughs> a lot of talk about people trying to make it like say for example when you buy food you know exactly the ingredients in it it's listed whereas when you buy a t-shirt it's not listed of like what chemicals went into it because you're wearing t-shirts and it literally could have like really harmful chemicals that just being into your skin like your skin is your biggest organ of your body and that any chemicals in there are literally being absorbed by your skin it's like um back in it you know you know the color green obviously (laughs) so you know green so the color green um actually when they first created green it had arsenic in it like back in oh this is is the mad hatter he's got like a green hat and that's why he's mad yeah because it's got they used to make green with arsenic and then i think it was germany 
everyone loved green and they started doing like green furniture, green clothes, green wallpaper, everything. And people were just dying of arsenic poisoning. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because it's quite sad, but like (laughs) it just shows you like the chemicals in things can actually, like you never know, it might, it might have a long-term effect. Arsenic obviously is something that kills you, but it could be so much more harmful than you think. Back in the yeah. day, people would literally wear things that would kill them because they thought it looked nice. But also, like you were saying quickly, sorry, you were saying like that, you know, obviously the fashion brands could do more, but also yeah. like the advertising, from an advertising brain, mm-hmm. advertising is obviously like massive for fashion because people are constantly going to buy it. And it's like, yeah. I'm surprised that no big advertising company has really focused on that because it's like, there's so much that can be done and it's like if you put it in black and white for people, people are going to start to understand. Yeah, and start yeah. to like be like, oh shit, yeah. Like with you know, like cigarette packets and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, people do ignore them, but I think a lot of people, you know, do look at them and think, oh my god, that's right. It's, it's taking the branding there. out. You're still of it, feel a bit guilty, it? don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's key to kind of. It needs to be more like transparency is just the biggest thing that needs to happen. That yeah, brands that's... need to have like it needs to be a law that they have to speak about where their clothes have come from. Yeah. Um. And then if people were more aware of that, if it's literally right there in front of your face, can't ignore it, then it makes it a bit easier. Because like things are in your care label, you don't really, it doesn't say like toxic chemicals. <laughs> like, yeah. It just wouldn't say that, but it should, because in a lot of clothing there are to- toxic chemicals. God, and people have no idea, like me. And now I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> looking around my wardrobe. Like, <gasps> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you quickly like sort of skimmed over talking about the social issues and the workers and stuff and I think this yeah. is something that you know people people more focus on the environmental issues rather than the social yeah, issues rather than the people yeah but obviously Boohoo is in a lot of trouble for underpaying their workers and not helping yeah. them through um like Covid and stuff yeah and that was in the UK that was they being paid three pounds something an hour in the UK like that is mad. Like how that because it's close to home. It shouldn't be mad because it's just in the UK. It's mad because it's so close to home, but it's even worse in other places. Yeah. It's just because it's people like in our borders. You just wouldn't yeah. expect that to happen here. Yeah. It's almost like an out of sight, out of mind issue for a lot of people because you think, oh, it's so far away. It's not that like, you can still get on with your daily life. But I think the, the thing with Boohoo was such a big shock because it was happening here like on home turf like yeah yeah exactly and it's just so it's just it's so representative of the western world and how we disconnect ourselves from and then we can yeah but it's just madness because people are like well hang on a minute people in this country and everyone's so like up in arms about pay and everything yeah and then as soon as it's you know families elsewhere who are struggling to make ends meet they're just kind of like oh but it's not happening here yeah you just kind of accept accept that that's a norm in other places yeah they're like that's That's not my problem yeah that's the big man's problem like that's their government's problem yeah exactly but it's directly our problem because if if we start speaking about it more and start speaking out about it like obviously during coronavirus there was the whole pay up campaign did you see the hashtag like pay up no so basically before coronavirus obviously everything all stock is kind of made a couple of months in advance to get out to be able to be shipped over like photographed all of this a lot of fast fashion brands um they obviously all the stock have been made at the factories and then they turned around and said because of coronavirus obviously like shopping here at shops are closed everything kind of slowed down a bit they couldn't get the resources in blah 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 
Um, so a lot of brands decided that they weren't going to pay their workers or the factories for the three months, for some of them, for the three months of work that they'd already done. Oh, so my God. These, for example, in Bangladesh, they're already on the equivalent of £72 a month. And then they're three months, no pay. Actually, I do remember seeing that, yeah. It's just another one of those facts that you're like, that's surely not real. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> yeah. So brands, yeah. Urban Outfitters, still haven't paid up. Some brands under the pressure ended up paying up. But literally the whole of that time, I was literally hashtagging pay up underneath <laughs> the comments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because um, you just got to use your voice. And I feel like those comments, actually ASOS started to, like, delete comments. Because uh, pissed me off now. It's awful, yeah. I, oh. I wrote a comment under ASOS and I couldn't find it. And like, uh, that's annoying because you know, you yeah. think ASOS, you're all in it for showing stretch marks and representation of models, but yeah. why are you like, why are you just doing it as like a visual it thing? It was around the time, around the like, where Black Lives Matter really kind yeah. of kicked off. And they were doing posts about how they really valued like black and brown people. And then they're there not paying their workers. Yeah, well, but mostly from countries where they're like ethnic minorities. Oh, it drove me mad. So I was writing loads of like paragraph comments underneath, <laughs> yeah. like, you think, you. have you paid up? Yeah, um, yeah it, was getting, it was getting so annoyed about it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm really, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I know, it makes me angry. I feel like I'm getting so passionate. Like, my hands no, are like, no, it's like, good. This is something that needs to be passionate. Yeah. And it's like, I think you just touched on it briefly that it, we're normalizing the wrong thing here. We're normalizing the fact that. Yeah, people in Bangladesh, that's that's just the norm. When the norm should be, no, that's not okay. okay. I can't believe that of ASOS. I'm actually really pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, there's so many brands, but that's the thing, that they're the brands that are kind of for us. Yeah. And that's where it, it becomes, like, we were mentioning before, I think, in like, our messages before the podcast, about it being such a class issue as well. And, yeah. like, what your, like, financial situation is, because... For example, for someone working minimum wage, hola, <laughs> and for like, any families, like, luckily, I'm really lucky in the sense that I'm living at home at the moment and luckily, please mum, don't change this, luckily I don't have to pay rent, which is yeah. such a treat. Yeah. And I think because of everything with coronavirus and that, how the world is right now, she's just been such a doll and saying like, don't worry, don't worry about it for now. So that's mm. been really nice. I'm just imagining if I was paying rent as well, obviously yeah. I live in quite an expensive area because we're right by the sea. Mm. Um, so paying rent on top of that, paying for bills, if I had children, paying for children's clothes, paying for travel, like if I didn't have a car, paying for buses, like all these expenses, and then to be constantly fed that you need new clothes. Yeah. And that you're not going to be accepted or you're not like an, a good human or like someone to be respected in society if you don't wear nice clothes, yeah. which is fed to us all the time. Like you always, that's such a thing that you kind of feel if you don't dress nice, you won't accepted as but well this is what baffles me as well with like high-end fashion and how they gentrify this like homeless look you know yeah, like yeah. oh my god some of the trainers are fucking hideous like and yeah, if yeah. anyone thinks they're good they're fooling themselves <laughs> like honestly we'll have yeah. to post them on the page because they're awful like yeah. this is like it's like a skid row shoe like honestly it's like they've taken something that just looks like someone who, like a shoe of someone who's been living really rough on the streets, which is so normal, especially someone like Los Angeles. But then there's people in Los Angeles, a few rows paying down, thousands paying thousands to wear trainers that people are wearing things. on Skid Row. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's so unfair. <laughs> but like, I think um, 
like sustainable fashion, sustainable clothing brands, it, there's a classism issue. Like I saw, yeah. I think it was a YouTube video and uh, it said, you know, brands where to buy, you know, sustain, sustainable clothes and stuff. And I was like, oh, perfect, you know. And it's like, I was looking at them and like, you know, T-shirts, jackets, they're like in the hundreds. And it's like, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of brands like Cos and um, Arquette that do like good quality sustainable T-shirts. Yeah. So I think yeah. you can get a lot I of like basics. But even then, they're still like, what, £24 for a basic white yeah. T-shirt. And that's yeah. the thing, because if, if you're in that situation I was just talking about, you can't afford to do that. So obviously, you yeah. get the top shop for a £2 top. Yeah. That looks really similar to like the cos top that you're after, mm. but you can actually afford it. And like They would be like completely replicas, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I hope, like, I, it's, it's kind of hard, because I know it's hard to obviously create sustainable fashion that is cheap. But yeah. I think, like you said, is like sort of making Depop more accessible or even yeah. just like creating a physical Depop and going back to the dissertation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't do very well on actually, so I don't know why I'm digging it up. <laughs> my um, dissertation was a flop. Honestly, it was horrific. <laughs> oh, my God. But like there should be a physical Depop, you know, because obviously Depop is for a younger generation. You can start like incorporating that you know, into younger lifestyles and stuff. Yeah. But then you well, people do clothes shops, don't they? Do like they? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. So one of my, one of, well, my best friend, Polly, she um, did a clothes swap for um, the Amazon Rainforest to raise money. So me and my mum oh, went right. out. It was, like, such a cute day. Just, like, sat in her garden, a couple of, like, her friends came, and we all bought, like, a couple of, like, items each. And then did just a bit of a swap. Oh, so you take items that you don't really wear, um, and then like people can take them and let like, you take some. It was like, it was really nice. I came home with like a really lovely top, cardi yeah. that I wear all the time. And like, I feel like that's such a good way to do it because I have so many clothes sitting in my wardrobe that I like, but not on me. Oh, you don't wear it I think, yeah. I think swaps, are becoming, swaps are becoming more popular. Like there's actually more yeah. companies setting themselves up. Because I actually, when I used to work in London, we shared a, um, we shared an office block with, like people like independent businesses and like they'd come yeah. in and they'd like work on their own stuff and I got chatting to someone by the um coffee station <laughs> that's where you network <laughs> she, came up to me, she came up to me she complimented my clothes and I was like first of all thank you and um then she started saying like oh um I run a company called um the dress exchange Okay, and she kind of just yeah, she'd kind of just set it up. It's a lot. It's it's still relatively small, but she's she's definitely picked up a lot. Like I think she's on nearly four thousand followers now. Yeah. Um, and she's uh she's started this whole brand called the Dress Exchange, where she encourages shopping, um, swapping clothes and charity shop shops, and she'll like model these clothes and she'll she'll find all these cool finds and then she'll be like who wants to swap and it's just she told me about it and and I followed her that day and I I still follow her because it's just interesting the way she like she wears these really funky outfits she's like yeah like I just made this or I found this in a charity shop you think damn girl like like make that pee because she's obviously (laughs) she's obviously doing really well with it and it's encouraging yeah a positive change for people yeah. in the fashion world and she always looks so banging when she does it as well so I think I if that's that. to go by people should try Good and way to do it. yeah, yeah you, um, you Maddie you have your sustainability together Instagram page yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is um, a bit of a plug here you know oh, don't, don't be yeah. humble don't be humble you know boost it up um, yeah so this is like this is like a so you describe it as a beginner's guide to sustainable fashion and lifestyle 
um, let's start with baby steps, which I love because it's like, you know, you kind of, you don't want to just be bombarded with so much yeah. stuff. when Nobody you're listens. Of... Like, because I followed a lot of pages before and it's just bombarding you with like, like, for example, I was in town. It was like, I think it was last year when all the things with Extinction Rebellion were really happening. There was all the protests in London. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped to speak to one of the Extinction Rebellion like protesters just to have a chat with her. And and she, I talked about like how I was into sustainability and like trying to like make some moves with that. And she said to me, she was like, sustainability isn't enough anymore. And I was yeah. a bit like, oh my God, like it's so true. Like we need, we're acting like we're 20 years ago. Like yeah. it isn't enough to solve all the problems. But it's the baby steps that people need to be introduced to before yeah. we can make those big steps. Yeah, so it's, it's just small things like, um, just following people. I think that's a big thing for me. There's like the people to follow. Like for example, there's a um, brand called Birotational, I think it's on Instagram and they do similar thing to the dress exchange. So yeah, um, you kind of like can put your clothes online and people can swap and sell and you borrow them for a certain amount of time. Or there's lots of like clothes libraries coming up now, which I think is amazing. That is very and you cool. rent clothes like you do books. So then for the people who don't want to wear an outfit twice or get fed up of things, you do it that way. And I've wrote a little list of the people that people need to follow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. can't forget people. So Eva Millicent Witt is amazing. She used to be called Eva Goes Thrifting. Um, she's like similar age, like young, like 20s. Um, and she just knows her stuff. She's amazing. She's like always thrifted her whole life. Um, but it's really good to listen to like the lives that she does because she just knows her stuff. Yeah, no, um, I love that. Her, and then Bess Mack. Um, and I hope I'm saying this right. Vanetta Lamana. She's another person who is, was so vocal in the pay up campaign. Um, mm. And she's always just like so full of facts and she, just people to follow who are really inspiring and yeah. kind of keep you on track. Because when you're scrolling through Instagram, you just, it's always brands after brands after brands. Yeah, it is. You need this new top, this new drop that's been dropped this week. And yeah. there'll be one next week that you need all these new things. And then you see these people plugging in and reminding you, actually, you don't need that thing. You've got something yeah. that you can wear. Yeah, because the most sustainable thing is already in your wardrobe. So exactly, you need to just figure out how to mix things up, or like wear them differently, mm. or just get over the stigma of not being able to wear things twice. Because like for me, when I buy something new, I make sure that it's something that I absolutely love. Yeah, and I will be happy to wear more than once. If you're only going to wear it once, then there's no point buying it. Yeah, I mean, Kate Middleton does it. <laughs> yeah, she she does <laughs> it. Oh, I love her. She'll always, she'll be rocking a top shop dress, but she'll be rocking that a few times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and people will be like, "Oh my god, don't you love how uh, like they'll be?" She'll be on the press or something, and they'll be like, "Oh, Kate Middleton rocks the same dress she wore two years ago, and she still fits." And it's like, yeah, yeah like she's obviously got a wardrobe. That's the point of having a wardrobe. I would love a capsule wardrobe. Mm, yeah, but that is something that you need to really think about. And if I had a capsule wardrobe. I don't think I'd buy anything else. <laughs> Honestly, that's the idea of it, isn't it? It's like it's like a couple of pair of jeans that fit you well. Mm-hmm. So like I've got maybe to be honest, I currently don't have any jeans that fit me like actually nicely. That like, they're either like a bit tight, but I'm just determined to fit into them because they're yeah. lovely. But yeah. give me a snake every time I'm I wear the them. But I'm like whatever, Lila. Like I love them. <laughs> um, or that they're a bit too big. So I think a good pair of jeans that really fit you. Yeah. Is one. I feel like you're writing notes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm <laughs> thinking 
what else can I put in my costume? Yeah. Capsule wardrobe. And then like a good, like just like a plain t-shirt, yeah. like a nice greater back vest. Like, I feel like that just goes with anything. Good pair of yeah. like cut off denim shorts. Yeah, like some shirt. big shirts, like big and shirts you can put over different thing. t-shirts. Like jewelry really makes a difference. I wear the same jewelry every single day. Yeah, and I think. Can an oh my god! Yes. It make, I go from wearing like literally jeans and jeans and a nice top, classic. Oh my god! Feel like and just new and fresh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you layer yeah. the gold up. You know, oh. get some gold matching accessories, and your, your outfit changes. Change everything. Yeah, everything. Like, what yeah. I love, I love a basic black t-shirt. You know, mm-hmm. a good fitted mum jean. Yeah, and then like I don't know, a very simple white trainer. Yeah. And then you put gold jewellery on it and the outfit just completely changes, yeah, you know? You good in any, like that's just something you could wear to anything. And those kind of items are so versatile. Exactly. You could wear that out for dinner. You could wear it on a night out. You could, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? You could wear that to anything. Exactly. Show a blaze on it. It's a different occasion, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so maybe just like a trench, have a trench coat, have a blazer, just like mix it up. Like just capture things that you could actually find in a charity shop. Like I've got a blazer in my cupboard that in my cupboard in my wardrobe. Um that I literally got from a charity shop that yeah. I love. And it yeah. has a couple of pants. Yeah. Exactly. You can dress it up, dress it down. People but I feel them. like uh, with Instagram as well, like you were saying, it's always like subliminal. Like if you're following these accounts, yeah. they're gonna be there. But also I feel like I don't know about you, but like people share on their stories more like information about life I guess like you know the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff so I feel like following these accounts people can share posts and stuff and like the conversation keeps going because I think people do that a lot more now yeah I think conversation is key because the more you speak about it and the more you open yourself up to conversation the more you're going to know about it like literally maybe three years ago I didn't I barely knew anything about it and I just started looking into it a bit more like when I was at uni I was head fashion and beauty editor for the uni magazine so I had to do a lot of and I really wanted to make sure I like knew my stuff when I was writing articles or yeah um so I had to do a lot of research for that and then I started following all these people and it completely changed my perspective on things like Claire Press is just one of my biggest idols I absolutely love her she so she was the first ever sustainability editor of Vogue anywhere yeah so she's moved on from now she now does um the wardrobe crisis which is an online website um like online magazine she's got her own podcast um which is so interesting I recommend that to anyone who wants to learn a bit more like she's literally come she's there's like hundreds of episodes um so that's really cool and I did I interned with her actually this year oh wow oh my god that's amazing yeah I've got a couple of articles for her website and so she's a person to definitely follow because she's like the queen of sustainable info (laughs) she knows her stuff and she always shares stuff she's always like plugging people who know everything about it so she's a person to definitely follow if you want to learn a bit more I love that definitely yeah um another thing obviously there's all the people that like people should follow to kind of like learn more about that way but I've done a lot of online courses as well which I found to be really helpful like during lockdown obviously we were all kind of finding our feet again yeah um so I did a course it's called fashion revolution sustainability development goals and it's on future learn so it's a is it a free course yeah it's a free course you have to pay I think it's like 40 pounds to get a certificate which I paid for because I like the course was amazing and I almost just thought have my money you've taught me so much and I literally have a 23 page document of my notes from this course oh really I keep referring back to it if I'm ever writing articles about sustainability or like ever just like 
like for this podcast I went back through it and kind of like picked up the facts again it is such a good course for anyone that wants to know a bit more about it it goes through everything from garment workers just like the sustainability development goals and <laughs> I feel like a lot of brands when they talk about oh this top sustainable they do it really loosely and sustainability is really losing its meaning so yeah there's this thing it's the sustainability development goals which were introduced by um the united nations in 2015 so it's a set of 17 goals um well i hope to be achieved by 2030 so the goals include all kinds of things like no poverty zero hunger good health and well-being quality education and these are things that when you think about fashion you don't think about these things right yeah a lot of people when you think oh it's sustainable you think just the color that pops into my head is green and I think organic green you don't think about equal pay for men and women you don't think about a lot of factories who just let kind of all the chemicals just run into water systems that are for like millions of people that then can't drink um so you've got to like when people talk about sustainability it needs to be more than just from one angle like there are 17 key angles that the United Nations are looking at it from and then so many more like dripping into those mm. I think that's um, such a good, good way yeah. to look at it like actually having have you thought about this have you thought about this have you thought about this when buying that yeah. purchase and okay yeah it can be difficult when obviously you are but like you like we've said you know you just want that top or whatever you just want to purge a bit yeah. but I do think if it's in your mind you're going to think about it a bit more like it's almost yeah. like sort of like do I need that in my life again? Like, Yeah, it's always in the back of my mind now. Obviously, like I say, I'm not perfect. I do buy from um, Zara sometimes. Like, I do buy from these brands sometimes. But I think it's important knowing about it and speaking about it and making sure that you're not just talking the talk, but you're actually walking the walk. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> not just and that you're doing it and actually like buy off Depop, actually go into charity shops and buy from charity shops, actually sign petitions to make sure these things that we've been talking about actually happen. And um, admit, I think admitting that you can do better is also yeah, important. I think that's key because no one's perfect. Even the people who like are right at the top, like for example, Claire Press, I was with her at the Melbourne Fashion Summit and she was telling a friend about the, at this like, bag she just bought. I think it was from Coach, which yeah. isn't that sustainable. But she was like, yeah, I know it's not sustainable, I, but I loved it. Mm. And I'm like, that. it's almost it's reassuring. Like, years as well. Like, yeah, and we are only human, like people. Yeah like the society that we live in you can't expect people to be perfect because of how we are and because of how everything is you can't expect people to be perfect with what they buy and to always be sustainable always by second hand yeah that's just not the way we are but it's the yeah. smaller differences that matter it's like yeah, the veganism exactly. again isn't it if you eat you know if you choose to eat meat three times a week you're still making a bit of a difference yeah, it's still different or if you say okay i'm not going to buy anything new this month yeah what, do you um, this month or something it does make a difference even the small things yeah do you feel like uh in schools something could be implemented more because I know obviously like in my mum's generation um they did a lot of sewing and stuff they did more yeah. sort of domestic uh skills and stuff yeah and I feel yeah. like sewing is something that you know there's so many because I'm five foot one right mm-hmm and I love you a good trouser. <laughs> yes. Um, That's a good challenge. I'm like, I love a good trouser. And there's so many like nice trousers that I want, but I can't because I'm too yeah. short and all, all yeah. the all the complications yeah. of it. But I would love to learn to sew so then I could, you know, 
make yeah yeah exactly yeah see my my mum is an amazing so she's always so so it's always been part of what we do like if something and like she's she's really short as well so if something didn't fit it's fine my mum would adjust it and like when I was younger she taught me how to sew I did textiles as GCSE and absolutely loved it um I think that's like you say our parents generation they did like yeah home studies wasn't it like yeah yeah, yeah. just the women and I think a lot of the growth with like feminism as people are trying to move away from that and not be pegged as women your this is your duty this is your role your home own or whatever um and I think that's maybe why people have moved away from sewing a bit yeah yeah but instead of them including boys too they just scrapped it yeah instead of scrapping it they need to get everyone involved it shouldn't be a thing that at my school it was an option to either do dt which is like what's it called design stereotypically manly stuff or textiles yeah so obviously you've got that gender divide and it shouldn't it shouldn't have been an option it should have been yeah, it's like one or the other yeah and it became like in, there was no boys in my sewing class but I think it's so important that guys can sew that everyone can sew because it makes such a difference like I am my clothes never seem to fit because I'm sure so I always need to like adjust it because like my knees are never where they want my knees to be in trousers or like my boobs are never where they want my boobs to be in tops. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. you. Yeah. So sewing for me has been such a key to actually having clothes that fit. Um, and yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Really skill. But it's something you can learn, like you can learn online or like yeah. my mum taught me and then obviously I did it with school, but then I took my sewing machine to uni and kind of I taught myself a lot of it there and mm-hmm. I don't do it the conventional way because now when I come home and I'm saying my mum's like what are you doing like that's not how you do it <laughs> yeah this is just how I do it this is just how I'd yes, like get it done yeah. she's like this is easy and I'm like oh, okay like yeah. I just kind of taught myself like they're quite easy machines once you've done all the complicated like threading it up it's quite easy to do yeah. and use yeah, and there's so many videos on YouTube now. Like, you can do anything on YouTube. Oh, 100%. And it's investment, yeah. isn't it? You're investing in something yeah. that can save you along on the long run. You can yeah. even make yourself some, like, bespoke trousers that no one else will be wearing yeah, because exactly. you made them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, When I was younger, I've always been really particular with I don't like having things other people have. Yeah. I was worse when I was younger. I don't mind so much now. Maria's but... like that. <laughs> like, you, know, you know when you're a teen and like other people that like, have the same school bag as you and you're like oh my god so literally when I was I must have been like year eight or year nine I made my own school bag out of that you know you know the fabric that everyone has on their like kitchen table the like kind of waxy yeah like laminate sort of stuff honestly yeah. so I made it it had like <laughs> pair half pairs patterns on it made like a zip side pocket it was a little like shoulder bag for school I'm so proud of it it took me days and I was like yeah no one else is going to have this school bag got into school and one of the boys was like uh my kitchen table is that material and I was like (laughs) oh (laughs) because I just got it from Trago's down the road and I was like oh (laughs) I didn't never wear I never wore that bag again oh no always like that I'd always want to have something different and I always kind of was like, like hated it when someone like bought a similar thing to me oh yeah no I'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> even now even now but it is is like I think you know fashion again is like individuality isn't it you yeah. want to kind of and it, I find me and Meg always just so similar we do like, know we do we style. both like <laughs> it's because we both like I didn't really notice it until like we've been been friends for a long time and then yeah every time we'd meet up we'd be like (laughs) we'd be like like jeans fans 
denim jacket and like a on a tee and i'd be like I think we've got very similar styles so yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd end up being very similar or we'd be wearing like different shades of something yeah yeah literally yeah. in my house it's like first out best dress so you come downstairs if you're in the kitchen first and someone yeah. comes out in a similar outfit sorry hand go back upstairs and yeah, you, Meg, we should start doing that. Yeah, there's we a, should. There's yeah. a picture. We've got the same, they're the same Topshop blue jeans. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same, like it's a black denim jacket. Yeah. And it's like, bloody, and, and we're wearing a black belt and it's like, God, yeah. we need to sort it yeah, out. That's like my, that's my go-to outfit is like so that, jeans. Yeah, that's your staple wardrobe. That's yeah, the wardrobe exactly. you're talking about. My right, capsule yeah. wardrobe comes to mind. My capsule wardrobe is right there. You've got it yeah. already. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> So one thing I did want to mention was um, a friend of mine actually tagged me in this a few weeks ago. Well, actually a couple of months ago now. Um, and it was just kind of starting off and it's called Lost Stock. So it's when the coronavirus kind of just kind of made everyone go into lockdown mm. and things were like getting cancelled. A lot of things were going up in air, up in arms because people didn't really know what to do. And all the companies, the clothing company cancelled about. 1.6 billion pounds worth of stock something like that Amazing. so all of this order was cancelled but a lot of the clothes have been made um yeah. and this charity called lost stock um they basically bought the stock for half price mm-hmm. um and or like they bought the stock then obviously there's a profit in it anyway so then they'd sell it instead of the full price they sold it to people in like um, mystery boxes they tell you say your size your style they give you three items of clothes for 35 pounds okay. and say the, the rpr would have been like um 70 mm-hmm. and so they're still paying the money they're raising the money and then they're giving the money back to like bangladesh the huge yeah. like, that's amazing the mass, yeah the mass corporations um and how they make their clothes they're giving the money back to the people who make them so if anyone wants to look at that, Maddie, I think you'd find it really cool. Yeah, I need um, to look at that. that have a look into it. Like, even if you share it on your page, we'll share it on our page. Yeah. Um, they have an American version and they also have the UK version. I'll have to find mm-hmm. them on Instagram as well. But no, I remember so looking and thinking it was really good. Um, and I think that's just a good idea because it was just sitting there, stuff that was just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, look, so a shipping to UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand and USA. Oh, and Montana Marshall of the clothes of the dress change follows them too. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, I remember when I first found them, or my friend first tagged me in them. They were something like ten thousand followers. Now they're on fifty-four point three. Wow, that's amazing! So it's obviously working. And um, their tagline is "Buy a box of abandoned high street clothes and support a family in Bangladesh for a week." So wow. it's something we could share because that's yeah. like it's clothes are good as new. They've been made, and you know for a fact that that money is going back to that family. Yeah, you know it's going to fit you, so it's a good deal for you, and you feel yeah. good in doing it. So and it's a bit of a surprise as to what you get. Exactly, good. they've already bought the clothes, and you're going to do a good thing buying it. Halfway. Yeah, it's a deal. It's a surprise, yeah. and it's going straight back to them. And yeah, that's a good way cost. to do it because a lot of clothes just get incinerated, don't they? Wasted clothes. Oh, it was awful. When I worked at Topshop um, when I was at uni and any clothes that were even slightly faulty. So you'd take them upstairs, say it had a broken zip, take them upstairs, 
and then they'd mark on them whether they were going to go to incineration, landfill, all these things. Oh and I'd gosh. literally be like, this has a broken zip. What like this hell? could be so easily fixed and people come in like and a massive hole in a t-shirt and they say oh can I have some money off this no you can only have 10 percent yeah but it's like you should be saying yes take the money off that go yeah. fix it rather than no it's not worth our money to drop that we'll just send it to incineration but even that for them in like a so business in a business mind like yeah doing that is still very costly so they're still going to make money from it yeah and it's things like that they can make a little outlet outlet section on their website like i, I don't how, things yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't get how they don't do that yeah because that's where buying from smaller brands is so much better because you've got a more personal touch and you kind of know where things are coming from so this yeah this is something i want to talk to talk about it's like the goals for the future shouldn't be to boycott these big brands it should be to move from global to local so i think coronavirus taught us a lot in terms of rather than always relying on brands that shipped from, say, China. That was massive, wasn't it? So yeah. many brands suddenly didn't have any stock. Mm. Instead, just focus on the brands who are made in the UK and support those local people. And I think it's been really nice to see the community efforts behind the small brands and small businesses during this time to support the people because we do really value the like people who live close to us and the, the small businesses around us. And I think it's important to show that you value them, um, that to keep them on their feet. And going back to um, Broken clothes and throwing yeah. them out if we can sell wonky veg we can sell wonky clothes, <laughs> wonky clothes. yes my mum you know it's like people didn't even wouldn't even buy vegetables we've only just started marketing wonky veg I love the wonky veg stuff my and it's like literally looked like it was a carrot with two legs and a willy like, I love it, it. <laughs> <laughs> love fact, I wouldn't even sell that because it's wonky it's like nah yeah like make a change if yeah. they had an outlet page, like you were saying, like on Topshop, for example, an outlet page, okay, pair of jeans, broken zip, £10 cheaper. Yeah. People like me or anyone that can sew or who knows. My nan would sort that, you know, it's yeah. so easy. Just sort that out. Um, yeah. But even like people who don't have a sewing machine, sewing machines are really cheap. I think I, my mum got me mine from Lidl for Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally about four years ago. You know, they have like. Like there's always a theme. It was like water guns last week. Yeah. So yeah. they had like a sewing theme going. And yeah, I got my sewing machine from Lidl. And like, it's still kind strong, touch wood. Um <laughs> and it's yeah, maybe like four years old now. So oh, wow. yeah, love that. Yeah, you yeah, don't have exactly. to spend lots of money. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Maddie, usually at this point of the episode, we do a favor of the week. Okay, so me and Meg are actually going to do a joint favor of the week this week. Hell yeah! Um, we're not going to hog the space. Um, <laughs> but our favor of the week, our friend has just released her new album on Spotify. It's called Fat and Sad. Um, it's called Fat and Sad. It's by Georgie and Iconic. The honestly, the music she obviously produced it. She um, she wrote all the songs like it's amazing so she pours her heart into it she and you does can tell. and they have a lot of meaning oh, i love this yeah it's yeah. Great, so good honestly. it's so good it's like i have to give it a listen she has a really nice song. sound yeah my favorite song is autobahn she knows this and it's got yeah. like do you know amy mcdonald yeah it's got amy mcdonald i love amy mcdonald oh, me too oh, honestly, God, I, recently, I recently got a car and um it's like an old one so it doesn't have like a bluetooth system in it so it's going through my mum's cds and she's got an amy mcdonald cd who is that like, my dad's favorite in lockdown he made me sit and watch her live concert i love her so i've just been playing amy mcdonald in my car for weeks yeah. because i've got oh, no, no love bluetooth. Bluetooth. <laughs> that one yeah, yeah. 
Love Amy it. McDonald is brilliant. Um, but yeah, Autobahn has that sort of vibe. What's your favourite song on the album, Meg? I think mine is Cold. Um, I think it's the first song. It's just like a nice song. It, I like the uh, the musical side of it as well. Like she's quite like techy. Mm. You can tell she makes a lot of the her own sounds. And it's I love it. I just think it's a really nice song. I was listening to it in the bath the other day, but I recommend <laughs> you listen to Cold. I mean, it's the first song anyway, but Cold is mine. Yours is Autobahn, which has got a lot of meaning to us as well. <laughs> because we know who it's about. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, it's about um, this demon woman but we won't discuss that. <laughs> um, but yeah that's a banging album I'm really proud of her we'll share it we want her to do a performance for our TMT anyway um, oh my god you should get uh, that would be really cool get to do a little live yeah we oh, a live live. Live. love it <laughs> yeah so Maddie what's your favourite week okay I mean I'm gonna do a favourite that's been a favourite for a while but I mean yeah. it's a favourite forever I just know it so do you know Florence Given? Yes. yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. I love her. So she has recently released her book, Women Don't Only Pretty. And it has changed my life, honestly. Yes. Changed my life. I absolutely love her. So anyone who hasn't read it, literally anyone with a vagina, just go and buy this yeah, book. Literally. Anyone, anyone even a man. Yeah. Even a man, men need to read this. Yes. Everybody needs to read it. But it just kind of it just shines a light back on you as well. It's literally like therapy honestly no. yeah because yeah. it targets you it's like this is how you're thinking why are you thinking like the things for me which I'm really really trying to like not do is you know like I don't know if you're like with someone new and you hate their ex yeah why do you hate their ex they've done yeah. absolutely nothing they've gone for a really like amazing guy yeah, yeah. and that's all they've done <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And it's, it's, we shouldn't think like that and it's just such a system where we've been taught to hate other women and we just shouldn't like I always make such an effort to like bring other women up if you think a mm. girl looks gorgeous if you love her dress if you think I'm I don't know it. she's a voice and I'd be smart tell her because yeah. why not like why it not bring someone away, doesn't it? yeah and I just like I've gotten to a point now where I don't I don't hate the ex because yeah. like but that's, such a healthy, <laughs> that's such a healthy mindset yeah. and like healthy yeah. I go on about the book all the time because oh, I literally I say to everyone, yes, no, that's me. On a night out when I'm drunk, I'm like, yeah. you need to listen, you need to uh-huh. read Florence Given because honestly, it's life-changing. Like, honestly, Yeah, I read it twice. I've actually, I read it again as soon as I'd finished because I was like, right, I need to hear all of that again. Yeah. yeah, you look at it in a different light when you read it again. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's really made me have a different viewpoint on myself as well. Yeah. Like I'm so is- much happier in myself, not because I've done anything different, and like just just because I'm accepting me for me and like mm. I mean we're all amazing people like yeah, yeah it's self-accepting yeah it's like you accept yourself more and love yourself more like I think in the past I've always been a bit like funny about girls who are like really confident and love themselves and it's like no that's how we should all be that's if you can't right. live with yourself you can't live with anyone like there's nothing negative about loving yourself exactly. or like picking yourself up yeah you've got to be happy in your own skin and I think yeah if anyone's struggling with that or anyone's underconfident or anyone needing to dump that man. Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> Honestly, stop being hung up on that man who's literally not adding any value to life. Exactly. Love yourself. Both you on your own. Don't settle for crumbs. Don't, yeah. yeah. Me and my best friend were always saying to each other, don't settle for crumbs. He's giving you crumbs. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. No oh my crumbs, God. please. We deserve the whole cake. I've literally got her like things up around my wall. I've got her looking good for my goddamn self print. Oh, I love her print. I've got them all. Oh my yeah. God. 
makes me I love know how happy I am that you've mentioned this. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I can imagine Maria being like, she said it. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, it. literally, my friends like, Maddie, can you stop? Just, just stop talking about her for a minute. And I'm like, girls, never. Like, honestly, so I owe that woman so much. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Nice. She's been great. I needed her. Like, I literally just got read her book like midway through lockdown. I was like, low point because obviously life was pretty awful yeah. during lockdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picked me right up. Honestly. Yes. I love, love that. <laughs> um, now to put you on the spot, is there any last, like, lasting thought that you want to say? I do have a quote, but this isn't my, I didn't say this, but I just think it's really important. So it's, nothing is free and nothing is cheap. Somebody is paying. Who are they? Yeah. Perfect. That is from Nazma Akhtar. He's the founder of Awaj Foundation, and it's called, they're, like, fighting to improve workers' rights. Um, so when you're buying something, it's cheap, but why? That's what you need to ask yourself. Just be a bit more conscious about clothing when you're buying it. That is, it's a five pound t-shirt, but how and why is it five pound? Thank you for listening and make sure you tune in to our two minute talk series every Sunday on Instagram at madworld underscore podcast. Another huge thank you for the support we have received so far and we can't wait to bring you more. You've been listening to Mad World with Meg and Maria.